Bible has a lot to say about friendship, and today we're going to talk about what it means to be a godly friend. Welcome to Grace Overflowing with your hosts, Gene Dennis and Nina Jones. This podcast on faith, family, and culture is brought to you by Heritage of Truth, where we help you nurture lifelong confidence and biblical truth. Find us online at genedennis.com. That's J-E-A-N-N-E-D-E-N-N-I-S.com. Welcome to Grace Overflowing. I'm Nina. And I'm Jean. And today we are going to be talking about godly friendships. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about how to be a godly friend and traits to look for in a godly friend. Oh, that sounds like a great topic. I will say I am blessed that I've got very close friends that are godly women that, you know, we're able to just talk and say whatever and no judgments and we laugh and we have a good time and we say things that we know we don't mean, but sometimes you say it, you know, moms and caregivers and we get a little sarcastic here and there. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a list here from a book that I read talking about different characteristics of a good godly friend. Okay. And that book is The Belonging Project by Amberly Neese. Yes. And I interviewed Amberly and you can, we will put a link to her interview below and we might post a, a portion of it here. So some of the things that stuck out to me, and I, I kind of rewrote listing in my words and a lot of it may be her words, but I wrote a list of things that I thought were just perfect examples of a good friend. And one of them, and, I, and we were laughing a minute ago, and I wrote an exclamation point, was no judgment. <laughs> no judgment. You have to be the kind of friend, and you have to have the kind of friends that you can say whatever pops into your head, as terrible as it may sound, without being judged for it. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes as, as Christians, we, we put on this perfect face of, I would never say that. But the reality of it is, and I'm bad about it, if it pops into my head, it pops out of my mouth. Lord, that's that's a struggle here. No judgment. Part of being a good friend is letting your friends say whatever they want to say and not being offended. Let them say it. If it's something that you need to discuss later, <laughs> then discuss it. But this is a no judgment zone. Being a good friend and having good friends requires a no judgment zone. Mm. Wow. That's hard. It is. <laughs> it is. But I think for me especially... Like I said, if it comes into my head, it comes out of my mouth. So it's very important for me to have friends that are a no judgment zone. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of a pet peeve. And it's something that I, I catch myself having to stop back or step back and say, well, I'm really judging this person right now. And I should not be. And my poor husband, he gets everything that comes into my head comes out of my mouth and he gets to hear everything. And so there have been times where I'll say something to him and I'll go, that was really judgmental. I shouldn't have said that. And he's like, yeah, but it's, you know, you're just saying it to me. So no big deal. And so it's hard to not be judgmental, but on the same token, we want everybody to not be judgmental to us. So Mm -hmm. make sure you're practicing what you preach. Right. (laughs) Well, what are some of the other characteristics of a good friend? One of them was sit with others in their pain. And I love the way she worded that. When your friend is in pain, sit with them through the pain. Mm -hmm. Even if you can't literally sit there beside them, be part of that with them. Let them cry. Let them vent. Be with them through that pain. 
feel the pain with them, be empathetic. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so profound. Sit with them through the pain because sometimes as friends, we get so busy that we forget to to be on the same page with each other and to feel each other's hurts. Mm-hmm. Part of being a Christian is bearing each other's burdens. Yes, absolutely. And just sit with each other in the pain and don't brush it off and don't, you'll be okay. You know, because... Oh. Let Don't him, you hate that? Yeah. Or the or somebody will say to you, well, just turn it over to the Lord, as if you're not hurting. If right. you can just turn it over, and then suddenly the pain will be gone. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that's Sit not... with them in the pain. Yeah. That's not necessarily true, that it will just be gone. God may be having you go through a season so that you can grow in character, as it yeah. talks about in James. But these pat answers, they don't help. Right. My favorite. Well, you're going through so much because you're not having enough faith and you're not praying hard enough. Mm. That one infuriates me. How do they know? Exactly. (laughs) First off, you are not God. You have no idea. (laughs) And second of all, I, I mean... God is not a vending machine. Mm-hmm. It's not you put in your quarter and he gives you whatever costs a quarter. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And and part of being a good friend is, is just understanding that your friend is going through something right now and it's not necessarily your job to fix it. Just be with them in the pain. Let them hurt. Yeah, it's, it's your job to be a friend. Yeah. And a friend is there for their friend. Yeah, and I'll say too, if you have a friend who's not letting you hurt – Maybe they're not that great of a friend either. Mm-hmm. It goes both ways. I actually had someone, when I was grieving my sister's death, she said to me, do you know why you aren't over your sister's death? Because you haven't turned it over to the Lord. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. You never get over losing someone that's that close to you. No, you don't. And I had I have a friend who's an author who said she lost her husband when her children were young and had to raise her boys alone. And she said that death is like an amputation. Mm -hmm. It will always be an amputation, but it doesn't always have to bleed. Hmm. We need to realize that when somebody is still grieving and you think, well, shouldn't they be over that by now? No. No. They still have an amputation. There is still someone that was a big part of their life that is missing. Yeah. And it's not our job as friends to decide when our friends are done grieving. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's just not. And I had a, a good friend reach out to me today who's going through just everything, good grief. And I didn't really have the time to sit down and send out a full reply. But the way I worded it was, you're carrying a lot of heavy burdens. Right now you need a fat chunk of Matthew eleven twenty eight twenty nine and 30, which basically says... Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. And then it talks about how, you know, our, our, our yoke is heavy, but Jesus is light, and he'll help us carry that yoke. Mm-hmm. And I plan on going back to that friend and actually really, you know, putting more attention into the talk and the conversation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes just sending a little bit of encouragement without the judgment, there we go back to that. Mm-hmm is enough for then. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sometimes all they need is the acknowledgement that they're hurting and that you care. Oh my goodness. I know for me, when somebody says, I know you're hurting and I don't know how you're 
dealing with the situation, that to me just justifies, okay, I'm not crazy. I'm okay to hurt right now. Thanks for the permission. Yeah. Even though we don't need permission from them. No. It's kind of like we we, we feel don't, like but we, we do. Need it. Yeah. <laughs> we feel like we need it even though we really don't. Right. That's it. It's it's just thank you for justifying that it's okay that I'm in this boat right now mm-hmm. or that I feel this way right now. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like when I'm talking to my husband about something that I'm I'm dealing with and it it just could be my own frustration with not being able to accomplish what I want to accomplish or something. Mm-hmm. And I think it's hard for men to understand that you don't want them to fix it. You just want them to listen. (laughs) My husband is a fixer. Mm -hmm. Everything. If it's broken, he's going to fix it. Yeah. (laughs) And so there have been times where I've had to vent. And and in fact, today was one of those days. The kids were driving me nuts and I had to unload. And sure enough, he dropped what he was doing and came in to fix it. And then I felt like a terrible person. And I told him, honey, I didn't need for you to come in and fix the problem. I just needed to explode and unload. And then I was going to get right back into it. And he was like, well, I wasn't doing anything. And I'm like... But now I feel bad because you were doing something and it took you away from it. I didn't mean to. (laughs) What are some other characteristics of a good friend? The next thing that I really liked was we need to be building each other up. And there was one section that I read and I thought it was so cool. And it was basically saying, if you're in a place in your life where you feel fill in the blank, you feel lonely, you feel frustrated, you feel tired, you feel like you don't like what you see in the mirror, whatever it may be, reach out to a friend who seems like they have that part of their life together and compliment them on. I feel like a total train wreck half the time with my looks. It's like throw clothes on, get out the door. So reach out to that friend who always has the perfect hair, the perfect makeup, look completely pulled together and compliment them. Hey, I just want to tell you, every time I see you, your hair is perfect. Your makeup looks perfect. You're a beautiful, shining example of filling the beauty, beauty. Yeah. (laughs) And then just leave it at that. And I thought that was really neat that she said that in her book was if you're going through a place where you feel inadequate, find the friend or someone that you know of who seems to just really have that part down and just compliment them. And a lot of times that is the mental shift that we need to make us feel better. Doing something kind for someone else, building Mm -hmm. each other up constantly Mm -hmm. for no apparent reason. You don't have to have a reason to call your friend and compliment them. And to thank them for being your friend. Yeah. I just thought that was very cool. Build each other up in, in ways that we want to be built up. If that makes I have sense. a friend that I went to my 50th high school reunion. Oh, wow. And she was my best friend in high school. And it was like no time had passed. I love that girl. Aww. And I don't know what I love about her the most. But one of the things is I can just totally be myself with her. And I don't ever feel like I'm being judged. And I don't ever feel like... She's worried about me doing something that that she can't do or looking a certain way she can't and vice versa. It's just, there's just no comparison at all. Oh, that's so good. That comparison monster is not there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's, she's such a great friend. That's so good. And that's what we should be reflective of that. Mm -hmm. If you've got that friend that you feel like is the great friend, what makes them that great friend and do that thing back. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Another thing was to carry each other's burdens. And the story that she gave was called The Clean Shave. And I <laughs> I had to get the tissues out for this one. So there was a little girl in an elementary school. She had alopecia, elementary school girl. And 
Rather than wading through the process of her hair falling out in patches, she decided to go home and shave her head. And this was a private Christian school. And the following day at school, half the little girls in the classroom came in with shaved heads. Wow. To support that friend. And I did the ugly cry when I read that. (laughs) I had to get the tissues out. But what an example of Christ that was in these little girls of bearing your friend's burden, something that she could not control. And these little girls carried that burden with her. Mm -hmm. And it just, it really made me have a moment of, am I carrying a burden for anyone else? Am I that kind of a friend that these little girls were? Mm -hmm. And I just, that's, we, we should be that friend. We should be carrying the burden and, I just can't put words to that. It just blew me away. These little elementary school girls. Yeah. I remember one time when my dad, one of us was sick, and I don't remember who, and everybody else got to go do something, and that person had to stay home. And I remember him saying that it was a good idea not to make a a big deal about how wonderful it was so that person would feel so bad that they, they didn't get to go. And... And I, I don't know what the right answer would be. What would you suggest if, if you're, let's say, one of your children was sick and the others got to go to something really fun? When they come back, what would you have them do? I, I agree with that, what your, what your father said. Just be sensitive to the person in the room who's hurting. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you want to just hide it and say, no, we didn't go. Yeah. But... <laughs> You know, be sensitive. Or that it wasn't fun. Right. Yeah, don't lie. But, you know, be sensitive to the person in the room and say, you know, we had a really good time. We really missed you. You know, when you get better, let's do it again. Yeah, that's good. That's part of carrying a burden. Right. And and I think it would be fun, too, if I don't know if they could buy something or do something, take pictures or something. Yeah. So that when they go back home. Yeah, they bring can home say, a souvenir. I was thinking of you, and this is what, what I did while I was there, Perfect. so I could bring it to you. Perfect. I love that. Yes, yeah. bring home a souvenir. Why not? Mm-hmm. I know when my husband and I were um, first getting married, the pastor that married us, we went through the premarital counseling, and one thing that he said was, in a marriage, your burdens are split in half, and your joys are multiplied by two. And I think that works outside of marriages, too, as, mm-hmm. as godly believers and friendships is, you know, we need to double our joy and, and carry or share our burdens. Mm-hmm. Another thing that she said was, and I love this one, don't complain about each other. Oh, we yeah. all, you know, and it cracks me up because you can pick your best friend in the world and there can be something about them that just irks you. Don't complain about each other. Especially it's, behind their backs. Right. Oh, my goodness. It's the yeah. opposite of trusting God. Mm-hmm. You can have, you know, your, your best friend in the world and something about them gets under your skin and you're griping about it and you're complaining about it. God made them the way they are. Mm-hmm. So your complaining about it is either not trusting that God knows what he's doing or you're not trusting that God knows what he's doing with their life. Mm-hmm. And I think an example that um, popped into my head was, you know, you think of someone who's they seem to have everything going well for them and they've got, you know, this fat bank account and all the expensive cars and all the bills are paid and they seem to have everything going so well for them and you're griping and complaining about it. And it's like, you're not trusting that God's got your life in control because all you're doing is complaining about their life mm-hmm. and God's got their life in control too. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was really cool that it was don't complain about each other because you're not trusting 
or it's the opposite of trusting God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're worried about what other people have or are getting to do or whatever, that is keeping the focus on yourself mm-hmm. instead of the focus on God and others. And there's that comparison monster again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We'll be right back. Are your children afraid to go to sleep at night? Even older children can struggle with nighttime anxiety. The ebook, Help Your Child Sleep Without Fear, offers a proven plan to help children trust God at night instead of giving in to fear. Just remember Jesus loves you. Download your free copy today at genedennis.com slash bedtime. So another thing that she says was show humility to one another. And that one, it didn't strike me at first. I had to like stop and think about it. But how often are we making ourselves so wonderful to our friends? <laughs> how about Facebook? Oh, <laughs> fake book. Yeah. We call it fake book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but then you don't want to air all your dirty laundry on Facebook either. So where do you find a balance? It's humility. Mm -hmm. It's humility. Be humble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Stop tooting your own horn. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, and that's something that we all do, myself included. I've I've got to practice what I preach on a lot of this. But, Mm -hmm. and I feel like sometimes in life, you know, something good happens and you're like, oh my goodness, that was so great. I have to call and tell somebody. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We can share good news. That's great. But it, it, it just show humility to one another. Mm-hmm. There's no time. There's no room for arrogance in this world. Let mm-hmm. it go. We're not supposed to think of ourselves more highly than we ought, but to think of others as higher than ourselves. Yes. Perfect. This one was so good. Keep an open house and be hospitable. We invited a friend of ours. It was a, a husband and wife and their children over to our home. And I started the comparison monster. Their house is bigger. Their house is cleaner. Their yard is bigger. Their yard, you know, all this stuff. And so when we invited them to come to our house, I told them up front, now my house is not as fancy and not as big, but we'd love to have you over. And her reply was so profound. It was when you're opening your home up to someone, it's not for them to come and see the state of your home. It's to fellowship with your friends in the Lord. Mm Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so cool because it took this pressure off of how clean is my house? How big is my house? And it put it on just how much fun it was to have friends come over. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the night, this is how much fun we had. So my kids are really into Nerf guns. And at any given time, there are no less than 100 Nerf darts somewhere in my house. (laughs) I have a an Autobahn replica of a flamingo painting in my living room with nerf darts stuck on it okay so this friend comes over with her husband and their children and by the end of the night my husband and her husband have we have an ottoman in front of our sectional couch and it's four feet by four feet that friend's husband and my husband had that thing flipped over on its side hiding behind it shooting nerf darts at the children who were hiding under tables and chairs. And she and I just looked at each other like, this is what this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We had more fun and the chaos and nobody was worried about how clean the house was, <laughs> which was great. But yeah. that was just so neat to just keep an open house, be hospitable, invite people over. 
And be yourselves. Yeah. Flip furniture over and have Nerf Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's great. We did. And it was a blast. And to this day, my kids go, hey, mom, remember when, when Mr. Don and dad flipped the ottoman over and we were hiding behind the counters? And, and it was just funny because, you know, Heather and I were sitting at the table looking at each other and Nerf darts are flying by our heads. And it was amazing. It was so much fun. So That's it was definitely just one of those God times. You know, be hospitable. Keep your friends Keep your friends close. Invite them over. The next point was forgive just as God forgives you. And I can't emphasize this enough. And this is something that I've really had to drill in my head. You don't forgive someone because they asked you to. You don't forgive someone because they apologized. You forgive someone because the Lord commands you to forgive them just as God forgave you. That's right. If they don't ask your forgiveness. The Bible doesn't say forgive someone when they ask you or forgive someone when they apologize. Mm -hmm. It's forgive. Period. Mm -hmm. Right whether they deserve it or whether you think they deserve it because we're not the ones that get to make that decision. Right. Whether you think they deserve it or not. And how about when we need forgiveness and they don't want to forgive us? So how, do we, how do we handle that? That's when you have those confess and repents. Lord, I know I was wrong. I know I owe this person an apology and Lord, forgive me. And then you go to that person and I've had to do this and this was ouch. Oh, it hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. I had to pray the Lord to forgive me. And it was there again, my mouth, running my mouth. And I went to that friend and I prayed about it first. Lord, tell me the way to apologize. And I approached that friend and I apologized. And I said, I'm so sorry for what I did. Can you please forgive me? And, you know, it was a longer conversation. And the apology was met with such arrogance. Mm -hmm. And so I left feeling like, Lord, did I really need to do that? Because now I feel even worse. But it's like, yes, you did. Because yes, I felt even worse, but I did what the Lord asked me to do. And we can't depend on our feelings. No. Oh my goodness. No, your feelings will get you in the worst trouble ever. Mm -hmm. You have to be objective. Yes. You did the right thing by doing what God told you to do. doesn't matter how you feel. Right. And that was what it boiled down to was, mm -hmm. okay, Lord... I did what you called me to do. I'm going to need you to, to make me it. feel better about this yes. or make me not care anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it did. It was a painful apology that I didn't want to have to do anyway. My pride didn't want to let me do it. Mm -hmm. But then when I got done, it was just met with such arrogance and such, oh, it was just, ouch. It just mm -hmm. stung. <laughs> yeah. But there again, I mean, if, you know, Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as Christ forgave you. Not because you feel like it, but because you're told to. Mm -hmm. And if we can't forgive others, how can we say that we're trying to be like Jesus Christ? Exactly. And why, if we can't forgive others, why do we deserve Christ's forgiveness? Mm -hmm. Exactly. So. Exactly. So the next point was show grace and pray for each other. So if your friend hurts your feelings, sometimes it just boils down to not taking things so personally. Yes. And I'm the worst for that because I overthink everything. <laughs> and I just know that it was meant to hurt my feelings. <laughs> and sometimes it wasn't at all. No. And 90% of the time it wasn't at all. But it, it show grace. You know, allow your friends. Sometimes your feelings are going to get hurt. And sometimes you can just let it roll. There's the grace. One of the things that I always say to my husband is, to give me the benefit of the doubt yeah, and, and just assume that I, I had good intentions and not bad ones. Mm -hmm. And that 
I think that could go everywhere. Mm -hmm. I think that could go with most most friendships. Assume Mm -hmm. they didn't mean anything by it and let it roll. Show some grace. Sometimes we just have to let go. And pray pray about it. You know, Father, Mm -hmm. my friend hurt my feelings. Do I need to let it go? If so, will you just help me to forget it? And if not, will you give me the words to say? Mm -hmm. There's your prayer. Yes, exactly. The next thing that Amberly says, and again, we're talking about the Belonging Project by Amberly Niece. And these are my paraphrases, so it's it may not be her exact words, but it was live in peace with everyone. That's part of being a good friend is just living in peace. And, mm-hmm. and I think that goes back to the showing grace. Yes. Learn to let things go. Live in peace. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you could be having a bad day and you might be grouchy. That's a time for you to pull back rather than to go approach your friends with whatever might be bothering you, that, that's a time for you to just hole up. Right. Hole up with the Lord and and just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> that's being objective. <laughs> uh, another thing was be kind always. And that should go without saying, but be kind. I, I feel like 90% of the world's problems would be solved if people would just be kind. And I'm, I'm not trying to make this utopian kumbaya moment, but just be be nice for crying out loud. <laughs> Kindness comes from thinking about others first. Yes. Yes. If you're thinking about yourself, it's a lot harder to be kind. It is. It is. And you you know, we hear that and, and we tell our kids all the time, be nice, be kind. And it, it sounds so elementary, but and like you said, if sometimes if we would just get out of our own heads and think about the other party, it's a lot easier to be nice and mm-hmm. be kind. That's one of the things I really want to learn before I die is to learn how to see others the way Jesus sees them. Oh, yes. And to serve them the way he served. Yes. And not think about myself at all. Yes. I hope I can reach that point. I'm not there. I don't think anybody on this planet is there. (laughs) I mean, maybe there's a few people that I think probably come very close, but Mm -hmm. I I feel like on this side of glory, we're always going to have a lot to learn when it comes to being kind. Mm-hmm. So the next thing that she says is offer daily encouragement. And again, I cannot emphasize this enough. These are Nina paraphrases, um, but offer daily encouragement. You know, I if you've got a group text with a group of girlfriends or Facebook, whatever, reach out and say hi to someone and, and don't be generic about it. Reach out and actually say hi to them and ask about their day and, you know, bring up a funny story of something that you remember with them or, you know, personalize it. I was thinking, too. When you mentioned that, when you go to church and you're saying hello to people, try to remember what their last prayer request was or something that you knew about them so yeah. that you can ask them, how is this doing? How are you feeling? Or or how is your wife doing? Or, yeah. you know, is your child doing better in school or whatever? Pay attention when, when people talk to you and then try to remember what it was. It'll just show that you care about them. It does. When you remember what they told you. Even if you have to write yourself a little note, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm bad about forgetting things. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll send myself a text message on mm, my phone. That's a great idea. And I'll just remember to not open it so I see that little circle sitting there on the envelope. And then when I go back and read it later, I'll say, Oh yeah, I was supposed to text and ask my friend how you know her surgery went or whatever it may be. So if you have to send yourself a text. Mm-hmm. And another thing, when you say that you'll pray for somebody I've had people say to me, well, I don't know that I'll remember to do it, so let's just pray now. Yeah. And that's okay, but you can do something like that. Mm -hmm. Send a reminder to yourself. 
or one of the things that I'll do is depending on on what the the topic is, I'll think of something that will remind me of it, mm-hmm. and I'll say, Lord, every time I think of this, remind me to pray for that person. Yeah, and He does. It's like the little ribbon on the finger mm-hmm. back in the day. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I've had situations before where someone will say, hey, would you pray for X, Y, and Z for me? And I'll say, hey, let's do that right now real quick. Mm-hmm. And we'll pray about it real quick. And then the next time I think about it, like you said, mm-hmm. sometimes it's those short little prayers that we it's all we need. Right. But like I said, I'm a big fan of, of reminders. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've, I've got a smartphone and my husband and I joke, if I ever lose that phone, I'm in so much trouble. Because <laughs> you don't have your reminders. Oh, my brain is in that piece of plastic. Send yourself a little text message or post-it notes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Stick a post-it note on your mirror or your dashboard or wherever. Mm-hmm. So daily encouragement. Another thing that, that uh, Amberly said, and I, I love this, was use your spiritual freedom to love freely, not sin freely. When we're saved, we're set free in Christ, and we're no longer slaves to our sin. Mm-hmm. But we are to use that freedom to love freely and to be encouraged, be an encouragement freely, and you know, sit with others in their pain, build each other up, all of these things to be a good friend. That's part of your freedom in Christ is the freedom to reach out and and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Our, our freedom in Christ is not our freedom to sin. It's our freedom to be like Christ, be the hands and feet. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so neat that she put that in there. Use your spiritual freedom to love freely, not sin freely. And again, that's my paraphrase. But mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was so neat that that reminder was in there on being a good friend. Part of being a good friend is living freely in Christ and just running with it, running with that mm-hmm. freedom in the Lord. One of the things that is interesting to me is that Part of that freedom is being a servant to all. Yes, even if they're not your friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like God's kingdom is an upside-down kingdom. Everything, you know, you've heard that said before, where everything that you would think would be normal is the opposite with Jesus. Mm-hmm. He came to serve, not to be served, Right. even though he's the king of all. Right. Well, even, you know, when he was talking and he said, love your neighbor, and, and, and the Pharisees well, who's our neighbor? <laughs> really? Yeah. Just love people. Be nice. Mm-hmm. Be kind. It was just a great book to read, The Belonging Project by Amberly Neese. It was it was a Bible study, and it, and it kind of gave me a, a little bit of a self-check. Am I being a good friend? You know, and I actually, I took a few of these advices, and I sent some text outs to some friends, and, you know, I just want to thank you guys for being close friends and for not being a judgment zone. And, and I hope and pray that I'm the same kind of friend to you. And a lot of times things like that, the replies that you get back are really cool. They're really mm-hmm. like, oh, I needed that. Thank you, Lord. We're going to listen to part of the interview from Amber Lee. If you're asking, do we need to be real? Well, the truth is our, our relationships will only go as deep as we allow them to be. And If we only put a false self out there, then when we get affirmation, we will never be truly affirmed and encouraged to live freely because it's not really who we are. You can watch our entire interview with Amberly Neese on our website at genedennis.com. It was just, it was a neat Bible study and it was, it was light. It wasn't heavy. It wasn't overwhelming. It was light and it was fun. And it was, like I said, there was, it was a bit of a self-check for me, but it also gave a lot of really good meat as far as, you know, things that we need to do. And, and it's called the belonging project. So I, I think it was more on, you know, belonging with your godly, you know, your friends in the Lord. But 
to me, it, it was just, am I being a good friend? Am I being a godly friend? Mm-hmm. It was just good. I enjoyed it. Lord, we found out so much today about how to be a good friend, and you were the best friend of all. Lord, help us to be more like you in our relationships with our fellow believers, with our girlfriends, with our husbands and our children. Help us to follow your example in everything that we think, say, and do. And I just pray that this podcast and the book by Amberly will be a blessing to the people who hear this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If not, would you like to? Stay tuned to the end of this broadcast for a special message just for you. Thank you for spending time with us today. Write us with your questions, suggestions, and comments at graceoverflowingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd also love to connect with you on social media. You can join our Grace Overflowing Podcast Facebook group or connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. If you like what you've heard, please leave a positive review and subscribe. May God bless you and your family as you grow closer to Him. Friend, this is Jean Dennis. My co-host Nina and I have the unspeakable joy of knowing God personally. Do you know Him? If not, you can. But you need to understand something first. You see, all of us have broken God's law. All have sinned, and we deserve God's punishment. Why? Because God is holy beyond our imagination. Even our good deeds are filthy compared to His perfection. We can never be good enough for heaven, no matter what we do. Only people who have been cleansed and forgiven by God Himself can enter His presence. We would have been left in a hopeless situation, except that God provided a way. That way, the only way, is Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus took our sins onto Himself, as if He were the guilty one. He suffered our rightful punishment when He died on the cross, so we could be cleansed and covered with His holiness. Then He rose from the dead, conquering death, so we could live forever with Him. Jesus wants to save you. He wants to make you His. He offers salvation as a free gift. You can't pay for it. You can't earn it. You just have to humbly admit you're a sinner, turn away from your sin, and commit to follow Him. Then He'll make you a new creation and give you the Holy Spirit to empower you to live a godly life. I pray you'll accept God's free gift and then tell everyone you know about your new life in Jesus Christ. If we can help you, contact us at graceoverflowingpodcast at gmail.com.